It's a tough message that we are uh, delivering to ourselves. A week after their first preseason game, we're still dealing with the loss of Darius Geis. We'll just make that a, a, a top of the show thing. Um, on behalf of First Amendment Sports and uh, podcast studios and basements all across this country, I'm Ken Marangolo. He's Kevin Ricca. I would have rather torn my own ACL if that would have guaranteed 10 weeks of Darius Geis than him tear his. But I am happy to be back in the basement. Happy to have Tim Strachan back. I, I agree to be back, happy back here, but yeah, that was a blow that, that you know, I blame you two. Course, right. That's all you talked about. So I'm putting some blame on you. It's guys. what happens. Well, just slightly, just it happened. Bit. It happens and it happens. You know? I mean, it happens to us. Um, want to welcome that, in that clinching you were talking about the number one basement podcast studio. I don't know. I, all, all jack of all trades uh, staff. Peach Weddy, Matthew Rodale Seal. It's great to be back, boys. Brian Stabby, pride of Foothill. Not anymore. Oh, sorry, I, I was Sidwell going to say Sidwell, Sidwell Friends. He's got, he's got his light-up yeah. bracelet. Sidwell Friends. Sidwell Friends. Sidwell Friends. Yeah. I said, you know what? I said Flint Wilkes. The last thing I saw with your name on it had Flint Hill behind your name because that's where you worked briefly. All right. All right. We're, we're good. We're good. Go Thank Huskies, you. Go Appreciate Quakers. that. Yeah. Everyone gets, so gets, so gets love. I want to take everyone back for one second as we start the show. I want to get everyone in the right frame of mind, take you all the way back to the Dewey days of 2015, the Dewey days, as Deadpool might say. 2015. The Kansas City Chiefs are coming into a season with, with a lot of expectations, a lot of talent. In fact, the best uh, football player on the planet is currently suiting up for them. Number one fantasy draft pick, Jamal Charles. Everyone knows who Jamal Charles is. Um, and what happens before that season uh, is tragic. If you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, you, you felt that pain when, when Jamal Charles is lost for this season. You lose your guy. You lose a 2,000-yard guy or, you know, potential guy between catches um, uh, runs, I mean, was all anything else. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 I mean, you, lo- you lose that kind of guy. Mm. And um, there's a man under center named Alex Smith who, who just, you know what, I, I want to say they took five losses in their first six or seven games, um, and they closed out 11-5. and five. Uh, Alex Smith balled out. Um, he was a leader. He was. He, we want to say who took over for them. I want to say Nile Davis was a, was a running back. They had I think maybe Charkandrick West. Doesn't make any sense. I, I would say they lost five and then they won in a row. All I think they ended up eleven. And they ended up eleven and five. Like that was their final. I believe they were eleven and five that year. I don't think they won, lost more than five games. Yeah, when you have a general at the quarterback position, that can happen. I mean, Kansas City Chiefs fans and certainly uh, other AFC West opponents fans are quick to point out the, the playoff. Uh, um, situation, but I'll tell you right now, if Alex Smith gets this team to the playoffs, I would welcome any criticism about whether we can win or lose that game. Just give me in the playoffs. Um, Alex Smith, it, it, this the 2018 season was always going to be about Alex Smith. It's still going to be all about Alex Smith. Um, it's a little bit more cemented today, uh, but at the end of the day, we go as far as Alex Smith takes us. And if you're going to, I, I don't mind rolling my, rolling the dice on this guy. I don't think it's a dice roll. Okay, fair enough. I think w- w- Alex Smith. Yeah, uh, that's I think, right. I think that's engraved in stone. What we're going to get out of him, healthy. Uh, you know, obviously we have to say that as Redskins fans these days. I don't want to get on anyone blaming me for anything. But right, this right. guy's a uh, he's he's 
He's durable. He's a stud. He's a winner. He's our leader. It's the first time this locker room has looked up to someone that's taken that role, the, the quarterback leadership role. I'm not saying the leadership role only. I'm saying the quarterback leadership role has never been just grabbed by the throat and then accepted in this fashion. So I know that's, you know, that's not part of the playbook. That's not part of the Sunday thing. Uh, I don't care. Well, These guys respect the hell out of this guy. The quarterback has to be the leader. On any other team that wins anything, that's the case. I, I agree with all the positives that you both just said about Alex Smith, but I would not heap that much onto his shoulders. I don't think it hinges on him. I think it hinges on ooh, – no, ooh, no, I think ooh. it hinges on Alex Smith doing what he does. Right. And it's everybody else who needs to step up around him for this team to have a, a successful season and anything like that. Sure. No, no, I, we're not, I we're not, not saying he's Superman. I don't think it's fair to Alex Smith to put it all I on him. That he he wants it. He him. wants it right here. I'm not saying he doesn't. For I'm what you saying. said, though. Not for anything above his abilities. He wants it right here. He wants to be as able the leader to show of a, that, of a yeah, sound football be. team who is damn good at the line of scrimmage, which I think we're going to be. Now, I know I'm you're not saying here. I'm not negative no, no, on him at all. We're not asking him to be Aaron Rodgers. We're asking him to be Alex Smith. That's right. Okay. Right. I'm, I'm not. I'm not getting into that. I'm saying I, I felt what the, he does. He, he does to be well. The best in the you know. No, no, but I think he. Uh, I think he brings up the, the the players around him to a level, and I, and the whole no nonsense thing at camp, and the whole he's in all the rookies' ears, he's in all the new guys' ears. He is not wasting one moment of time. I'll say this: I feel much more comfortable with Alex Smith this year than I would with Kirk in this position. I know that he did it last year, but I just think with him being the, the veteran that he is and someone who takes care of the ball better than Kirk, has, he's already proven that, I'm much more comfortable with him being a veteran. We, need, right we need a new face of adversity Absolutely. in this town. That's, that is for sure. I mean, it's like how many terrible situations can we put a guy in, um, whether they were his fault or not? Um, right. we, we, I'm glad for Kirk to be, for him to be free of it, um, and I'm happy to have Alex Smith uh, be the guy who takes this over. Because, again, of our offensive line. So our offensive line has a lot more pressure on it now because it's going to have to be responsible for a lot more rushing yards. I think Geis could have probably gotten yards that the offensive line didn't give him, and I think that's what he was already showing in that one. Yeah, he's dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Pirine uh, and Kelly are – they'll get every yard Trent and and Sean and, and Morgan and Brandon will give him. I think, I think they will, but they're going to have to, they're gonna have to do it. And so I think it puts a lot more pressure on them. Um, to, to you know, to be an effective and cohesive offensive line. So, um, I, that to me is the is the fallout of losing all that talent. I mean, I, once you lose the talent, you lose, lose the talent. That that sucks. But the the identity of the offense is taking a change. Yep. And 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 I know it is partially for the worst in the running game, but. Everyone has to step it up. But the one thing that makes me feel better about things is Jay Gruden saying there's nothing I can't throw at this guy. Alex Smith is so dynamic. He's good at so many different facilities of the offense, whether it's rolling out, whether it's controlling the line of scrimmage, whether it's getting us on the right play. Everything we've thrown at him gives us a better chance. So, yes, everyone's going to have to shoulder some of this uh, load when a well, guy I with that amount of talent goes out in the running game. But Alex Smith is the guy, I think, to make the offense work at some level without being Aaron Rodgers. It's not all on his shoulders. Absolutely not. And as long as we're not giving any extra touches to Chris Thompson. Uh, he's already a huge part. The part of this offense that he was always going to be was is a big part. Uh, I think he's con going to continue. He needs to continue to be that part. We cannot give him additional load because of... Don't overexpose him. The only thing him. I worry about is if he is the only one that is producing, 
how long do you stick with the, the, the two? He's going to produce the, the two yards and a pound of uh, of rubber ground. Well, you could, you hey. can't give Jay stuck. Hey, Jay stuck with it last year when we were getting I know. no yards. Yeah. He stuck with it. Well, it's Not funny. It's funny you mentioned the leadership. I posted a thing this week. I sent you guys that video where he went over to the media and was like, "I know you guys are going to ask about guys," and he he like had to choke back tears. I mean, you could yeah, tell right. he was clearly affected by that loss. And I think he probably saw some of himself in Geis. Both, I mean, he had an injury early on in his career. He had that bad one last year. And he's and been injured multiple times. I don't know. It's just a guy in your position group. I mean, there, I think there's got to be some competition there. But you could tell it clearly affected him in a way that I didn't expect to see. I thought he was, you know, you think, all right, well, maybe this is another opportunity for me. But I don't think that's the way he was thinking. I think he's no, showing some leadership, too. He's got – we cannot afford to give him the extra touches because he – I know. I'm just. I like what I see. Uh, the fact that he's, he's, he's being great. so forthcoming about it. Like he could be a guy where you don't have to put it all on Smith's shoulders because Chris Thompson, of all guys, could be another leader on this so offensive T, you unit. Think, you think he, how many how many touches a game do you want? Do you think I immediately have? thought you think that, because you, you we talked about it on that. this on this show quite a bit that oh my god, I think now Chris Thompson's going to become because I said with a guy like guys, Chris Thompson's touches are going to actually get smaller and his production would still be the same. I think they have to rely on him a little bit more. If I had my druthers, it would be, um, I know we used to call him Fat Rob. I'd like to call him Fit Rob right now. He because that's the way he looks. He needs to get back to his Fat Rob playing style because that's when he, he produced for this team. And I think he's in the best position to be the guy that takes that load and, and, and maybe makes a step, you know, takes a step in his career one more time. Friend of the show, by the way. Absolutely. Um, you know, been on here with us. We, we're all pulling for him. That's, Dusty, that's who I think right? has to step up. If it's one position that needs to help Alex Smith out the most, it's a, it's a running back who, you know, yes, can get the yards that your, your, your line's going to get him. But what we think Geis was going to do is be able to hit that hole a little bit better, read it a little bit, you know, quicker, get through there with a little bit better burst. I think one of the guys has got to step up, and I'm hoping it's fit. Rob does that. Don't sleep on Capri Bibbs and Byron Marshall okay. in these next three preseason games. All right. I'm not saying Just you are. Well. I'm not saying it generally. Don't sleep on these guys. Uh, Jay's gone out of his way to give these guys a little props. Chris sure. Thompson on his own has gone out of his way to say the same thing, specifically about Byron Marshall, who he thinks resembles his game a great deal. Hey, these guys stay healthy. That they can play. I mean, that's, it's that's by committee now, boys. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's absolutely it by is. committee. It's we, what it is. We, the the, fu- the f- Three or four best guys. I don't. I don't see us keeping five, but we'll see. Um, who knows? And but you need a guy. Uh, so you need a guy. Uh, we, we had, had a guy. By, yeah, committee always had a guy. by committee always sounds good. By committee, plan B. It's plan B. You need a guy. It's plan B. Somebody. Yeah, but somebody you know you can count on when you really. Yeah, but need. no we one has guy. two guys. We had that so guy. So <laughs> yeah, right. We had so that guy. We already. Guys gone. We're past that guy. We gotta. We gotta move forward. I think everyone's committee at this point to a level. I think Vernon Davis is is a huge. And I and I'm not I don't like to use the word beneficiary. I think he but I think a lot I think targets land in his lap as a result of um, Geis's lack of we're gonna the lack of playmaking we're gonna uh, suffer um, without Geis because I think Vernon Davis um, who would probably have already been fa- a factor I think you know I think that that was always the plan um, I think he gets extra looks now uh, I think his history with Alex Smith matters. I think the if Reed is healthy, uh, I think he, people are you know he's not going to be drawing the same kind of coverage, and he's capable. He is perfectly capable of being effective, and I think he's the guy. I, I, you know, I, I hate to ha- I don't hate I hate to hang it on that an old number two tight end, but I, I actually do think 
he he could show up. And uh, in my opinion, of all the the, the players who we're going to ultimately count on, to T's point, they all got to step up. To me, Vernon Davis becomes a guy who I think has to he's already produce stepped more. Up. Well, yeah, he's no, but I'm, stepped up. I think he was start, about to take a step how back. How much start to worry if this? He was number one we, tight end. Yeah, now he's yeah, number two. He's all, yeah, he's always been a number one tight end. No, no, no. no I mean, same with Reed back. Reed wasn't here, there last year, but now while Reed's he was there. Here, he's mostly been a number one because, because Reed's, Reed's not, hurt, not available. I'm right. saying in the beginning of the season, Reed's going right. to be no number one. No one has a number one like Reed right now. But I wouldn't put it past him. You know, should be and hopefully still will be a friend of the show, Vernon. While you're still listening, we're going to get you on. Yes. Yes, that's got to happen. I, you know, I, 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 the, the, what's exciting about this season is on paper, I think that this team is better than it was last year, without a doubt. But there's a lot of ifs because that's what it means when you say on paper. Well, you got to see it so all, let me, all come to fruition. Let's ask, Brian, let's, ask, let's mine the, um, the, the, the crowd for thoughts on which – we'll start with which position group. Where, where was the congestion uh, for, as far as camp battles are concerned with, with – uh, Geis is gone. Um, a, a roster spot has been created. It doesn't necessarily just go to a running back, or, or it may change the way in which they build the team now. This is your question from the this six is my pack. Question: Which position group is uh, more likely to gain a, a, a spot based on this injury, if if that's even the case? Um, the, well, you, it's not going to be defense back. That's for sure. <laughs> no, Skandrick, and 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 Scandrick gone. We talked that. We talked about. That, you know, of course, as a guy who hates it when we sign Cowboys, <laughs> um, nothing made me happier than to see that headline. But I knew right away that it was good news in the sense that um, this is what they, they were trying to do right by a guy they already, you know, yeah, gave yeah, a lot yeah, of money yeah, to. No, it was the right they like, they like our youth. They like our youth. Like, like, all right, like he said about on paper, I'm going to say the culture in the locker room that is live culture right yeah. now. Our three, our four through six is all rookies. There's a reason why. We can do that. And Josh Holzey Torian Gray is a rising superstar yes. in the coaching profession. You don't hand this guy Ooh. these three rookies out of four, five, and six. And, look, you know, it's not the only guy. I mean, Tejada, Jay mentioned specifically today, is also stepping up his game. And they felt confident enough to be classy enough to let the cowboy go. Mm-hmm. Now, he got his million dollars, but it's going to save us two on cap space this year just in case. And we might need that. that it was that, insurance. That, 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 it was insurance, and now it's more insurance financially for us moving into the season. You One, these guys step up and play the way they do. Yeah. When you have a Torian Gray who you believe and trust in, who's a guy that's going to be a head coach in the NFL someday, yep. and I don't think it's going to be that far off. No, no, and we, we've talked about Torian Gray a lot on this show. No doubt. And he's no doubt, absolutely but, but, a coach But I'm telling rise. you, four through six as rookies is nuts. Then you look at our defensive line, and we've handed them all these rookies and these young bucks with Jim Tomasula. This culture that we have right now, what we're doing with the experience of, of the coaching staff of, uh, you know, after the fight, I, I've talked about it all week long. You guys can't get enough of it. After the freaking fight, we, get, we sit back down and the O-line goes in one-on-one drills. Brandon Sheriff is our first off the fight. Brandon Sheriff is our first next to Trent. Not Trent still is, but Brandon Sheriff is in that mold of first off the bus. I will whip your ass first. You bring your first guy, here's our first he's guy. He's the classic Let's in a phone it. booth guy. Let's have at it. And guess what? After a fight, everyone lines up. Testosterone is blaring all over the stadium. Everyone's looking. People are fighting in the stands. And what does Brandon Sheriff do? Completely freaking embarrass the one on one guy in front of him, demoralizes him, smushes him, pancakes him, lies on him, gets up and shoves his head back down in the dirt. That lasts. A lot longer in my book yep. than I think people really understand. Those young guys looking around know what the deal is on this football team. They know that it starts up front at the line of scrimmage, and they know that our guy and is now, better than their guy. And after a fight, our guy just whips someone's ass right in front of everyone and walks away like it was 
yesterday's news. We got the I biggest, baddest guys on gets, both sides. I love it when he gets burgundy face. I, I can't he, stop it. With joy. That's oh, why he loves excitement. when you have Alan oh. and Payne. That had Payne. nothing to Take do with your question, breath. by the way, but it was very impassioned and awesome to listen to. Oh, the culture on paper versus live is what I took it to. And I'm telling you, <laughs> so I see a lot too. different in this team. I see a lot different. I yep. see a lot of differences. Yeah. Hey, when we're just we're just just clowning on our ex receiver Terrell Pryor and the whole defensive hey, backfield. Oh, you see these guys come together true. though. I know poor that Pryor, is blah blah blah. Show if you've yeah. ever seen one. What but is look, that guy's deal. We used to be the guy that had Pryor. Yeah. Now we're the guy. Gave him all that money, <laughs> right? Listen, we gave him a one-year deal it for four that million. Much. It, it wasn't was that big of a deal Speaking for of a wide guy receivers, like to answer your question, I think the the, the spot maybe helps out at wide receiver because of all there those guys go. that in the that in, 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 in the game. That's one of the ones in that's the game. Come up, yeah. I know it was a preseason game, but in the game, one of the positives was there was a hell of a lot of guys catching balls. Well, and I, making plays. Well, T. Harris. Holy crap! I, that's what I mean, people uh, thought. Not, I was crazy. Not just wide receiver, but in the defensive backfield. I mean. So I, I think it could help there. The, the, Those the, guys are players can play special teams. The Robert Davis injury there. sucks, obviously. I mean, you, you hate to lose a guy with that yeah. kind of size. But, um, you know, we've been saying it here that we're a wide receiver who we cut uh, this preseason is going to play for somebody else um, early this season. I, I think that's still probably the case, but it's it's less likely now with a guy like Robert Davis. Well, I thought hurt. it could have been Cam Sims. But now yeah. I think he's going to be our guy. Yeah, Sims. Trey Quinn, I think, has now put himself in a very nice position, especially well, with you know now that there are player. two positions, right, especially yes. one. Suck that he got hurt. He yeah, got, he got I hated hit, it. He got a little hit pointer or whatever yeah. it was. He'd be all right. Yeah, he'll, he'll be, be all right. right. Yeah, but he. he, he hey, look, Simi Cobbs. Yeah, maybe. It did hit him in the hand. But I think he's a he's a Sims guy. They're in the same mold of big guy, and I think Sims is a little more athletic. And Jay Gruden said today, I don't know how that guy doesn't get drafted. I don't know how he doesn't get more production. Yeah. I get I get it. The guys are real good down there at Alabama, but I don't know how a guy with that size and athleticism goes undrafted. Yeah. And I love it. You know why? Because we, we, we got him. Yep. I mean... Well, the other guy we talk about a good amount, who now looks pretty safe, is Mo Harris. Yes. Yeah, well, he's, he's yes. produced, right? I mean, the highlight catch of the year last year. You know, I don't know what his deal is. Any blocks. He's if physical. there was any question, and, and I he's think beloved, the fact and he plays special teams like a boss. I think it helps that. I think it helps that. Wide receiver, I think uh, that, that. I think that. Right, well, is let me like, just say this. Real well, that's job. not But don't we need another running back? What? Wait. That's that, that, that clear. But what are you going to get? Do you have to go sign one? Are you talking about a? No, 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 no. I don't think so either. No, something like that. No, 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 no. I'm talking about Capri Bibbs and Byron Marshall. Okay. Specifically, to go with five. No, one of those two, I think, gets a bump. Well, Byron Marshall has been. Uh, I know he's been put put a little bit more on teams. I know. I'm just saying, whoever plays teams better will be the guy that's kept. It's the team's guy. I think they're both right there as far as production goes in this offense, and they're going to be the third option, I believe. But you know, Jay has talked very highly about both of them as of late and through camp, like everyone else. Like this has been a dream camp, aside from the guy stuff. This has been a dream camp. Like he's he seems satisfied with where the team is at. I mean. We're going on and on and on, but I, I do like what's going on around the, the burgundy and gold. And if Byron Marshall happens to be the guy, or Capri Bibbs, you know, is one of those guys going to get scooped up right away if we, do, if we put them on the practice roster? Are they? I, I don't know. But I think one of them has to be the fourth. There has to be four, I believe. You can't show up with three when Chris Thompson says he's not going to be healthy until November. And then you got our two platters from last year that didn't necessarily get the job. You need done. two guys who can run between the tackles. Rushing offense in the NFL, so yeah, there might need to be a little mix-up and a little more mash-up with the uh, by committee. And you know that's where we're at. So I think there has to be one more guy in the committee. That's all. Uh, so are know. you? You're definitely right. Are you? Hey, thanks. Dude. Okay with? <laughs> yeah. Are you okay with <laughs> loading Solid. up on the smaller backs? <laughs> definitely. I, I, if that's the choice. I mean, yeah, I, I don't really. Five have nine two and a quarter 
for Byron Marshall isn't exactly right small. Who it should be. I don't think. I understand. Look, if that's what's going to make this team better, then great. I, I, in my I, opinion, I, I think okay it, it, could be, it could be the wide receivers because it looks like there's a dearth of, uh, of talent. Is there going to be a, f- a fullback starting for us on day one? No, we don't have one. We used a fullback. No, he's yeah, gone. It was and, awesome. And, 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 also, and, and, if you're watching, now he's gone. On I NBC, know, we used one. I was like, hey, did we just use a fullback? I knew on, you would love this. On NBC's telecast, they definitely said we're gonna put. Now we're gonna give you. These aren't. These, this isn't the current depth chart. This is the way we see week one panning out. And they had the, the guy who was at fullback. They had him, and I was like, did N- NBC, NBC Sports? <laughs> when Carol Maloney gets here, we're gonna get a piece of her, a piece of her mind. There's no way you can. Look in your crystal ball and see a, this guy that no one's ever heard of, who, by the way, actually looked kind of good when he was out there. <laughs> you yeah, know, he did. You know, There's a hundred people listed. Yeah. One says yeah. FB. Just one. Yeah, just he one. Did, he just did one. what a fullback does. And I was like, yeah, that, 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 guy, that guy did his job. You know it's pulling at Jay's heartstrings. Yeah. Like, he was like, we have to have just one. He had Brian Leonard, who was, who was yeah. an excellent um, running he had, back he period. He Darrell, too, for a yeah. minute, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's another position group. All right, what, what people give, give someone some credit for? Uh, I can give it some. Out there. I can give some credit. Throw some credit someone's way. Uh, well, now I have to scroll back. We're, I I gotta say I appreciate everyone hopping in because it makes it hard to stay on Thank top. You. Of it, but, yeah, um, make his job hard. Yeah, I work for that Actually, First Amendment sports you're, paycheck. You're He's wearing horizontal totally stripes tonight. Just a uh, yeah, back and forth, man. You need to be wearing vertical stripes. I own nothing with horizontal stripes. <laughs> I don't know why, but I don't. I'll say what the position group is, and then I'll find who it was. Brandon Sowers was the one who suggested wide receiver and really was in your head. Um, but inside linebacker. Get out of my head. Inside linebacker. All right. So here's why, oh Stabby. Uh, we were already we're, – we're so strong. I, in my opinion, keep in mind, I understand what I'm talking about as far as Whoa. we're not – Hey, now. We're not, the, the, we're not Pitt, the Pittsburgh Steelers of the 70s. We're not uh, any, any of the great linebacker squads over the years – the pl- people that we have been leaning on at linebacker, especially by mid to late season, and I'm talking like the last 15, 16, 17, 18 years, people who have been in it with me, like all you guys have, for all that whole time, it has been so sad, so sad. Like guys who just literally can't even run with someone's third running back on a, on a play out of the backfield, um, getting burned by bat, you know. Are you talking about Perry Riley right, right, right now? We know the rest. We know right. the rest. Well, just right. the fact that you preceded that whole thing with Listen. you know what you're talking about, yes. you had me sold right I'm there. Just, yeah. So what we're seeing <laughs> I didn't have to listen at to linebacker right now right. for the Washington Redskins for is sale by owner. off the charts amazing. It's yeah. could, you, we couldn't be younger and more talented at linebacker. And just, just, just own that. Just love it. Just appreciate it and celebrate it. Um, we have guys. A guy that we cut at linebacker is going to make someone else's team. Yes. Period. And I think that's awesome. That hasn't happened forever. You know, generally speaking. I mean, death chart. The middle guys are Brown and Foster, yeah. and then you got Anderson and Vigil, and then the third guys are Harvey Clemens and Sean Deon Hamilton. And, and our, and six they, legit uh, Anderson's linebackers. going to be outside and play a little inside. So this gets a little screwy with Harvey yeah, yeah. Clemens as well, who's making this team. Hands down, he no better about it. He's my boy. I, 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 I don't even motor. think it's close. That's my boy. He's got intelligence. No, no. He, you can tell. Dime. He's gonna play. He's gonna play in a, in a regular. He's front one of our best eleven I, defensive I players I, on I, in I, most situations. There's a reason why we never put him on a practice squad last year when he was getting Ooh, no run. There's a reason right. why his six foot four, two hundred and thirty pound ass, who can play all over the place, can possibly yep. shade in at safety with Sean Dion Hamilton. They're talking about playing safety and run situations where they just have to guard a tight end. Yep. This is this is. The versatility of the youth. Putting your best 11 guys. I'm looking right now at this defense, and I'm seeing 17 guys 25 or younger right now that I'm looking at that I think I count on to make the team. Now, maybe one or two are here or there, and maybe I've shaded off one or two. That might also. Yep. This is crazy. 17 years old? 
17, yeah, there's a bunch of 17-year-olds running around out there. 17? 17 guys, 25 or younger. Oh, on 17, our oh 25 yes. and younger. We're talking Sorry. about the youth and the talent and the speed and the athleticism of the young bucks. I mean, this is this is the Minuski, uh, the Minuski 17 here, buddy. This is who they're going to learn football from. It is. This sicko. This nut job. Another part of the culture. Weren't we I'm not going to stop talking about like one of the oldest rosters in the NFL? Two years ago. Yeah, and, years and ago. three years ago, and we've been ago, and yeah. and Amazing. we've and we've been the oldest. In fact, even prior to that, yeah. and we've generally trended yeah. as one of the the oldest over a period of time, and it's resulted in our favorite players being guys like Ken Harvey, being guys like London Fletcher, um, being guys at the end of the rope um, who end up having good seasons for us, and we love them because we're awesome football fans. Um, but right now, you have a young team to root for, and I, the the preseason is shaking out young young talent, and um, the. The Darius guy stuff is super, super hard to deal with. Not just because you lose a guy who can make plays, but it's a, it's a loss of talent on Sunday. And in the NFL, you have a real hard time when you show up with less talent um, than you're capable of showing up with. So, so you know, the talent bucket is less full without Geis, and there's no nobody that's going to fill up the talent bucket like him. So it's got to be done. Um, he's, he's got a Gruden in it. You know, he's got a Gruden in the shit out of it. You know, the science of being a Gruden and the ideology and philosophy and the offensive, you know, uh, him and, and Alex Smith have got to, got to be on the same page, um, which, I, which I think they will. And to, and to Kevin, you know, tying it all together. Hold on, because I have one bow at the end of yours. Okay, but I, I just say I think the loss of Geis ultimately makes us a more physical team because I think that is what they – have what? to. That's the identity they have to have to get it. Geis is as physical a player. His I understand. I understand. Is, so I understand. That's gonna be a tough one for a lot of people. A different to play call. So I'm gonna give you a different play call. Yeah, Geis uh, is being saying. physical in the second level on, on yeah. passes. Uh, put it this way: in a playoff first week, we want Geis with the ball in third uh, and one. I understand. And I we understand. Don't quarterback snake. Sorry. I'm just Plus saying. One on you hit me right we can't. Here. So yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. But so that's why I can't do the more physical thing. I understand. But I think I think less finesse. Listen, I will finesse this and. All the stuff we're talking about with all these young, talented, crazy, athletic dudes is getting me back to my spot. And, and the thing that I think that we haven't been able to rely on since a very long time, Ben Kotwika, our special yep. teams unit. When we have 17 guys under the age of 25, there's no egos. There's plenty of guys in the last two years. We have not been able to point the finger at the special teams coordinator because all the injuries we've dealt with has watered down the starters and the second team unit. Now you're looking at the special teams. You're scrambling for bodies, man. Week in, week out. There's no continuity. There's no nothing. Dude, Ben Kawika flew an Apache longbow as an attack helicopter platoon leader in yeah. support of the 82nd Airborne Division. This dude, give him the chance this year with a little bit of talent and just an executive officer for a unit of 300 soldiers deployed to Bosnia and Iraq. He was in charge of 24 attack helicopters and over $400 million of U.S. defense money. This is a guy who's not afraid of I this mean, situation. If we can't support this a guy a bad, who supported the 82nd Airborne, you more than just I, I, kind of love him. I love him. I love him. I love him. He played for Army. He went to West Point. Yep. This is this is an uh, eight-year yes. vet. This is a guy. You watched his video too, didn't? No, I had to. Find, he doesn't yeah, have he a Wikipedia. No, or doesn't have yeah, a. There's not you, a lot out there. You have to search your ass off for him. You have to find out where he's from. Got videoed peeing behind the uh, bench last year. He did. Year and, he did. And, and got a he did. Peek at he his, took a little squirt. His, he took a little squirt in the sidelines. But you know what? In Bosnia and in Iraq. 
You know, you take a kind of a squirt wherever you like. That's and you're right. Just happy. Everyone sees behind enemy lines with Owen Wilson. That's true. That, yeah. that was a true yeah. story. But I do believe we nicknamed the Little Pat Cat Week last year. But yeah, but I'm telling you right now, this guy has the biggest balls of anyone on the sidelines. And yeah. someone I have like not, not I've not seen those either. Those were not but pictures. I know this: it when, it when, you're, when you're flying Apache helicopters and enemy lines being fired upon, and now you're a special teams coach, I'm pretty sure that he's going to be all right with the situation. Yeah. That's, given, that's who you given want. the young talent, you want. I want our special teams to be great again. I want Wayne Severe's ghost to come to back out to Redskin Park and cure all the crap yes. that we've dealt with. And we know it, how it takes talent, but are. it also takes a, a, a special special teams coach to have that fire to make that unit really have pride in what they're supposed to do. My point is, T, time. he hasn't had the ability to have a talented yeah. special teams roster. No, gotcha. What with the injuries in the last two right years, I think this honest. is something that we look forward to moving into this season with a talented roster full of young, crazy, athletic, fast, and beastly younger than 25-year-olds on the defensive roster. Great point. So Great I point. think another takeaway is if you're out there, if you flew an Apache in a combat zone and you're not even thinking about being a special teams coordinator, you're making a huge mistake. Yeah. You're making a huge yeah. mistake because you're exactly the kind of guy that belongs on the sidelines calling special teams plays. Um, let's make sure you, Can everyone update their LinkedIn? Everyone update your LinkedIn. If you flew an Apache in a combat zone, just make sure you're at least being considered for these jobs. We have good players on all facets, I think, on this team, but yet the Washington Redskins aren't truly, uh, I wouldn't say we're overrepresented at the Pro Bowl on an annual basis. Now, we are represented at the Pro Bowl on an annual basis, and so this week's three-round draft, to close out the show, we're going to, uh, it's not, you know, we're not going to call it, we're not going to call it a fantasy team. It's not. No. However, we will be picking uh, the players who we think will make the Pro Bowl from the Redskins roster. We will memorialize and posterize it. Uh, we will put a point system together and someone will win and two people will lose and be subjected to the Pro Bowl? That's crazy yeah. Hey, harangue. jump in here, boys. All right, so tonight, the first round, uh, first overall draft pick goes to Tim Strachan. Now we'll take Trent Williams. Ah, okay. Well, he's the natural number one overall. I'm surprised I mean, you guys didn't take him off the table. Dude, you usually take, you take out the you take, you take out, out the, the obvious the one. Obvious one. <laughs> you know what? Actually, <laughs> got only, it. Nope, it's marked <laughs> down. Only because you were drafting first. You know we should have. I but, wrote it in. Yeah, but yes, the best left tackle on the planet. Yeah, yeah. He, and Great you know pick. what? If he continues at this pace, the, let it be said at least, and and we should continue to, to harp on this. He'll be a Hall of Famer. He's he's playing at the Hall of Fame yeah. level, and uh, he's an all-time great Redskin. Um, don't miss out on watching this guy. Ring of Honor, for sure. He's already secured Ring of Honor, Stabby. But Hall of Fame, from here on out, he's working on his Hall of Fame legacy. And he's a good enough player without a championship. Yep. And he he played last year with an injury that took him seven months to recover from. And he played a lot longer than he probably should have. Like a floating kneecap. I read his injuries sometimes. I'm like, I can't. And he's still one of the best athletes on the team. I skinned my elbow last week, and I was whining about it. For, for I got a boo boo. Look at this boo boo right here. All right, kickball okay. injury. All right, all right. All right. He's, and up. he's a boss. He's kickball. Next up. Hey guys, so, so kickball podcast. Brian Stebbins has forced my hand. I am taking McNamara Brandon kickball. Sheriff with my Pro Bowl pick. Okay. I think that those two. He doesn't care about boo boo. Get it done. No, no. After everyone else gets boo-boos, he takes the other team's best guy <laughs> and mauls him in front yeah. of 300 people and chuckles as he walks back to the I home. love the fact that the first two picks were lining. Go. Oh, yeah. You, so you, now you snake it. You got two there. You went, you went. Brandon Sheriff. You went Sheriff? I okay. went Sheriff all day. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to stay because I get, I get two in a row. I'm going to give you a safe pick 
and and I'll go out on a, on a, on Olympic. Um, in 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 order. Nope, I'm going out on a limb first. I'm going to say Jordan Reed. It's a bet that's, on his health. It's a bet a on his health. That's a pretty fat limb, dude. Right. <laughs> it's a, well, because he has to he has to stay healthy. The health in order is to make the limb. It. I get it. The health Sorry. is the limb. Health I mean, if limb. he if he's healthy, he's going to have a monster year. Um, and and he'll deserve uh, his Pro Bowl status. And then I guess um, you know what. Ryan Kerrigan has done nothing but get ten sacks a year and show up in Pro Bowls for the Washington right, well, Redskins. Our first four picks have all been Pro Bowlers, yep. so we haven't really uh, gone outside of the. And you know what? I'm going to keep that theme going, and I'm putting the leader of the Burgundy and Gold, Mr. Alex Smith. Yeah. No, okay. Just to play in the game, right? Are, 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 this, are we talking about people who are voted in? Hey, if you're at side, the Pro Bowl listen, and you honest, suit up yeah, for the I Pro agree. Bowl, agree. you are agree. a Pro Bowler. Agree. Any Pro Bowl, no matter what. And blah, if you blah, blah, substitute yeah. for someone who's blah, injured, blah, blah, blah. You're, you're a in. Pro Bowler. Just Done. like you're yep. still a Pro Bowler. If you it says it on your Wikipedia page. It says it on Wikipedia? Yeah. It must be true. Okay, just making sure we all agree that's good. Okay, got it. Done. What do you got? Who's As Wikipedia will be updated, I'm going to take a Mr. Chris Thompson. Okay. Okay. Now That's also a health bet. You have another one on the snake. I do snake. have another one, and this one I've been, you know, kind of thinking about, but I can't believe that he's already been picked. I'm going to go with Josh Norman. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean. That was, my, that was my with Alex, yeah. In the NFL, uh, it's not, you know. He's only got one, which is crazy got, to me. It's insane to me. But it has to be this year. This is the year where he's, you know, he, yeah, okay, he's been good. He's been fine. He's, he's, he's made some great plays. This is a year that, again, I, I, not to put it on any one guy, but this is a year he's got to step it up. He's got to step it up. Contract, I think he's been great. Here? I think it, it's contract weird. Here? No. No, we got him for No, we got him for two more. I'm going to stay. Hold I on. Hold I, on. If it was your pick. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Then you could, but it's not. Okay. So you won't. So I won't. Uh-oh. I, am, I almost Minnesota Vikings I, you. I am going to take but I didn't. this year's leader and the, the most important stat, I believe, in football, tackles. Zach Brown for my third pick. I like yeah. it. I like it a yeah, lot. Yeah. Um, and I, I was, I'm so glad you didn't take my guy because I'm taking a guy who has, who is, who is rated as the most efficient pass rusher in the entire National Football League last season, who is playing on a contract year who will most likely be franchised by the Washington Redskins at the end of this 2018 season. His name is Preston Smith. Preston, uh, tall, You're on fire, tall guy, brown hair. Uh, he is going to absolutely crush it. He's uh, uh, Payne and great Allen and Ionitis. Was that? That's a great description. Um, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Tall guy, brown hair. Uh, he's a Handsome great guy. Sun, can't miss him. Can't miss him. Large hands. You hey. can't name a single player, Von Miller. You can't name a single player, Cleo Mack. You can't name a single player who is better at rushing the passer from you know the metrics or the the way they they measure it. Then Preston Smith. Yeah, both, the, both those two had to go up against Trent last year. Correct. I know. Yeah, that's what happens when you go up against Trent. That's why you play him at tackle. Anyways, the cool part about this conversation is that seven of our nine guys have already been to the Pro Bowl. They've already been. Like, look around. This is what we're talking about. We talked about it's the, the youth. culture. We've talked about the youth. We've talked about the staff. Now we're talking about the talent. Seven of these nine guys we drafted in our first nine picks. Yes. Are pro bowlers, so stop mix. faking on us, Vegas, or that's keep it why, up. Or let me money. Keep it going. Keep a lot it going. of people say, look on paper, they look better. They're not being respected that way, and how how they're being predicted and wins and stuff like that. But everybody, oh, you you hear people say, hey, but <laughs> hey, but you kind of look at hey, their but. roster and you're thinking they're better. 
the best so roster be the, I've seen since so it's I can interesting. possibly remember. Are they going to be the same team that we've seen in the last two, three years, or is this going to be a team that's going to make a new that team. Leap, like 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 one team does every year? They're going to, you know what? I certainly don't think there's going to be a huge drop off. That's for sure. When the bus shows up at the stadium and these guys get out of it, um, I I'm willing to bet that it's just going to be a different situation than than what than what opponents have we gotten used to over the years of Redskins teams. This is not... No doubt. This is, a, this no is, doubt. This is the beginning or, or, no or in mid-change or mid-evolution. But I'm telling you right now, when you watch these guys play, it's not, they're not, it's not unrecognizable. But assuming we have health, you're going to be able to... You're going to see a little bit of uh, a higher level of, of competence and athleticism and talent um, than you've seen on Sundays. And... and Listen, we start off with Arizona on the road, um, and, and we play the Colts. And those are both winnable games for all teams involved, if we're being totally honest. And the Redskins have every reason to believe that they can be in both of those games, and I, and I don't think there's any reason to believe that we won't walk away with wins there. I believe those two staffs are brand new. Those two programs are yes. brand new. Everything is different and nuts. No. We, if we don't win those first we, two games, I'll games. be greatly disappointed be in disappointed what I think too. we have. And I'm not just talking about I wins and losses and flipping a coin. I'm talking about what we're going in there with, the depth of our staff, the depth of our continuity, what we didn't have last year due to injury, which we thought we might, which we do have this year, even though we lost a little tiny bit. The thing isn't a season ender. It's not. This is what happens in the league. That doesn't change anything. Look at what we got going on here. This coaching staff is legit. Bill Callahan is still in charge of what's going on. There's 19 other guys that are going to be stud coaches. I mean, Kavanaugh's the O-coordinator. O'Connell's going to be a superstar budding coach. We have talent Canada. everywhere. Tom Sula, he's having you put salt in your beer. Hey, look, great. the culture in the locker room right now is different. And the, the Jets and the Redskins fighting and what used to happen, what's happening now, it used to be us. Now we're on the other side of the corner. All right, so we're, we're teaching them a little bit. On the way out, Pete, Chwetty. How many series does Alex Smith play against the Jets? One, maybe. Brian maybe two. Stabby. Maybe two. Does Josh Norman intercept Sam Darnold? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sam's tracking. Who has the most rushing yards on uh, Thursday against the Jets for the Redskins? Fit Rob. Kevin Ricca, how many more games do you suit up Jordan Reed for before you close out this preseason? Of yes. the three. All right. Two, one series this week, a quarter in week three. You will not hear from him again. All right. Until week one. We will see you guys preseason. I don't want to next Tuesday that. night. Hey, the, thanks for coming back. Sorry, sorry, we had to vacate. Basement that there that there can be enough. We also we, love our families. Every Tuesday's a vacation, but we do have some that. user lose PTO. Um, I want to say a special thank you to uh, Matthew Tropia, who tonight is um, actually sponsoring uh, this whole, this, everything, everything you see. Appreciate that. Um, we got... Uh, everything thanks, bro. here was already here. The, the McClinton bros in the house coming back for the hot box as soon as we finish and clean up uh, uh, the situation here. Please check us out. Uh, First Amendment Sports, uh, Facebook. Uh, in the future, not too long down the road, um, you'll be able to see this show, The Audible, uh, whether it be off-season on the brink or after the whistle, on First Amendment Sports' Facebook page, still being shared, of course, with Hogshaven. Um, but that, that we'll be doing that switch over at some point soon. We, we will continue to kind of press on that. Thank you in advance for following us over. If you have a chance, give a like over to the First Amendment Sports' Facebook page just so you get the alert when we're doing shows there. Yeah. Um, we also want to say a special thank you uh, to a, a bunch of folks. This is the first time I've, I've had these guys in the basement. 
um, since uh, uh, well, since a couple weeks now. And I wanted to make make sure I said a special thank you to the boys uh, that I, I got to play golf with. Now these are friends of your guys from growing up. Okay, uh, Matt Tropy is here. And he's, he was part of that group. I, I played in a golf tournament and I just got kind of paired up. CJ, uh, Chris Johnson, our friend. Uh, put me in, and you, uh, it was uh, Justin Malloy and John Swagger ding, ding. Ding, uh, ding. and Pat Judge ding, and uh, Dave Bowie. Ding, uh, ding. We had uh, Matt help me out with that. Trip O'Brien, Andrew Cleary, um, and and I, I hate myself for even thinking about forgetting a single person because uh, John Stedman um, and a lot of these guys uh, come and watch us every single Tuesday. So appreciate you guys for st sticking with us on Tuesday nights. Uh, have a, a, a huge one for you and guys. Real quick. That was a yeah. great list of dudes right there. It's one of DC's finest, a tremendous man and Redskin fan. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Mr. Jim Malloy. Yes. Uh, yes. You absolutely. took the words out of my mouth. Yeah, man. Hearts absolutely. are with, prayers are with. Um, the whole Malloy family. Yes. R.I.P. R.I.P. And thanks for being awesome to us and treating us the way that uh, your father always treated us when we were younger. Cheers, absolutely. boys. Absolutely. To Hogshaven, uh, all of our uh, friends on First Amendment Sports joining us on Facebook tonight. Thank you so much for giving us your Tuesday evening. We'll be back next Tuesday. we got a, some, some cool guests coming up for you guys. Uh, and we have just nothing but more football to talk about. Until then, he's Brian Stabby. Really put uh, a smile on my face after a tough week, I think. Thank you. Thank you. He is Matt the Real Deal Seal. Hail to the Redskins. A.K.A. Peach Sweaty. This man is Tim Strachan. You know, it has been a tough football weekend in a lot of respects, but I want to give it up to all the Pro Bowl basement podcast goers, the ones that are in the room, the ones watching on live, the ones that are listening, wherever you are right now. Thank you so much. This is what we do it for, boys. Appreciate you guys. Hey, Kevin Ricca. We thank you so much. We take a week or two off here and there uh, in early August, and you guys just keep coming back, man. It makes a man feel good. And, uh, you know, we're all on the same page here. We're all teammates, so let's treat the season the same way. Hail to the Redskins. All in uh, from the preseason all the way until our playoff game this year, which I do believe will happen. On behalf of First Amendment Sports, I'm Ken Marangolo, and this was The Audible. You took off. <laughs> 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 <laughs>